0: When the Children's Television Workshop introduced its character, Julia, kids with autism and their parents were delighted to see the condition integrated into mainstream America. Each December, Time News Magazine presents their Person of the Year. For 2021, they selected an achieving billionaire who has alzheimer's syndrome that's under the umbrella of autism spectrum disorder. The person is Tesla Automotive and SpaceX leader Elon Musk. Now, both youth and adults with autism have positive role models for connection. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. In America, 1 in 27 boys and 1 in 116 girls are identified with autism. In a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Johns Hopkins University, autism rates in America rose 10% in 2020, and autism affects all ethnic and socioeconomic groups. Too long in the shadows and whispers, Americans are gaining more knowledge and insight regarding autism and its place in our community. Also seeking additional insight regarding autism, we found such from the Autism Society of Colorado, presently led by Executive Director Ms. Leanne Paskvalich.
1: Autism is its a lifelong developmental condition that typically appears in early childhood, but that's... That's not always the case, and autism impacts people's social skills, communication, relationships self regulation, and sensory systems autism it's really experienced a little differently by each person, uh-huh. and I think you know that that's where we're seeing. You know, people, as they're diagnosed with autism, maybe later in life and, and recognizing symptoms where in early childhood, when the symptoms are more pronounced and a person, as we might say, is more impacted by their autism symptoms and diagnosis, that's when we can spot it early on. Uh, but we're seeing many adults who are receiving a late diagnosis of autism Sometimes and actually often after their children have been diagnosed.
0: Really? They didn't have that diagnosis when they were, let's say, teenagers or something? It was well into adulthood before the, uh, I I guess, the markers started to uh, rise, started to appear?
1: I think what happens is when people are diagnosed late in life with autism, Uh oftentimes they've been misdiagnosed or they may be diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, um, sometimes bipolar disorder. Anxiety and depression also accompany autism, particularly for adults. And so those diagnoses may be present before the autism diagnosis is really given. And when the autism symptoms, you know, are kind of beginning to be recognized by that person, maybe because they've seen a TV show or like I said, their child was diagnosed Then they kind of start to think and check the boxes that it may not just be ADHD or ADD or anxiety and depression. Autism can accompany all of those.
0: Wow, that's how they find out. So if their child is having a diagnosis and they hear what the doctor is saying for them, then they start applying it to themselves. And then they find out that they have a degree of autism Uh, themselves that they really uh, didn't know about?
1: In really today's popular media, um, Uh autism is becoming more popular in terms of TV shows and news stories. And often in the news, you know, treatment and diagnosis is covered. And when people are, you know, kind of catching these News stories or popular TV shows or even in social media, they might recognize something in themselves that kind of tips them off. Or sometimes a partner, a family member, um, or someone that's close to them might recognize it in that person and then talk to them about it.
0: Are there various types of autism? I think I read somewhere there might be four or five.
1: Autism currently is diagnosed with three levels. Um, It didn't used to be that way, but with the new DSM-5, which is the manual for diagnosis, level one autism is when an individual is maybe least impacted by their diagnosis, um, and that is where you may not notice or it may slip by. Um, someone in a child, or they may, you know, be an adult before they're diagnosed with level one autism. And people with level one autism really have challenges with social communication, lack of organization and planning skills. They often have restricted interests and some inflexible thinking. Now, level two autism, Those individuals require substantial support and often have challenges that are more readily obvious to others. They also likely may have a cognitive disability where their cognition is impacted. They have trouble with verbal communication. They may not communicate verbally. often have challenging behaviors related to how they process the world sensory-wise, um, their sensory system in their body may be very sensitive. Wow. And then there's level three autism, and that is the most severe form of autism where those individuals will require substantial support throughout their lifetime. Their communication is impacted. Again, their sensory processing system is impacted, and they almost always have cognitive disabilities.
0: So would we say, or maybe it's not correct to say, that autism is a disability?
1: Well, you know, a disability is really defined as a physical or mental impairment that limits one or more major life activities. Uh-huh. And so I would say, you know, talking about those three levels of autism, they can be limiting. And in with the most severe forms of autism, it's very limiting. And so it, people are recognized as having a disability when they are diagnosed with autism.
0: I think you mentioned it's a condition that lasts a lifetime. I've also had heard that it, it can be for a limited time. So is that more of because people found out about it later in life that they're saying uh, it's a, a a limited time and not a lifetime?
1: I did say autism is a lifetime disability. Um, it is a lifetime condition. Yeah. But I think what happens with people who are less impacted with autism and maybe have higher communication skills, they often are able to, through therapy and through, you know, hard work on their own, they're able to adapt with strategies for their challenges. And they may learn social communication skills and organization skills And, you know, there's there's some challenges with the language. Um, People talk about high functioning autism and low functioning autism. And that's kind of traditionally how we have been expressing um, autism in the community and with individuals, but really a high functioning individual which may be a level one autism may also have very significant challenges and may, you know, strategize all day long to kind of hold it together per se, and then, you know, go home at the end of the day, completely exhausted. So I wouldn't say, you know, that they're high functioning. They're able to be in society. And I think in the workplace and educational settings and out in the community, where they may look like they're normal per se, but that doesn't mean that they're not having, you know, a lot of challenges and have learned a lot of strategies to manage and cope with their autism.
0: There's a new term regarding autism. Can you tell us about it?
1: Sure. Neurodiversity really describes autism and ADHD and those types of i would almost say ways of thinking and processing the world which we want to you know really stress that is just different and not wrong yeah. and neurodiversity can really be a strength in many many arenas um, we look to our people with neurodiversity to be creatives and out of the box thinkers when we think about autism and people that Our public figures that are diagnosed with autism and open about it, like Temple Grandin um, and Elon Musk and I would say Dan Aykroyd, you know, those individuals are known as creative and out of the box thinkers and leaders in their field. And it is oftentimes because of their unique way of thinking and looking at the world So when we're thinking about autism and neurodiversity and different thinking, many people are also really expressing it as a strength and recognizing it as a strength.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned a little while ago therapies. Is that one of the treatments?
1: So when an individual is diagnosed with autism um, in, in childhood, Oftentimes, they're working with a psychologist to kind of develop a a treatment plan and decide, you know, what, what challenges should be addressed and how they're going to address those challenges. Sure. And there are many different types of therapies, and it really depends on the person and kind of, you know, really, if it's a child, the family value system and what resources are available. Some of the therapies that are used are applied behavior analysis other therapies are speech-language therapy, occupational therapy, and just uh, play therapy and talk therapy. There's also equine therapy and animal-assisted therapy. All of these types of therapies are really there to address the challenges that the individual or child is having and really help them so they can function Better in the world, so they're more comfortable in their surroundings and with with what they need to get done in their daily life.
0: Um, because you mentioned animal uh, assisted, and you know, Colorado and Denver is a big, big dog territory. You're talking about a different type of assist than you know, a dog or something wearing a a, a service animal collar.
1: Well, there are therapy dogs, um, and they, you know, serve different purposes. Uh So there's animal-assisted therapy, but there are also individuals who have therapy dogs that really help them to be calm and centered and may calm their anxiety. Uh Autism is really not a standalone diagnosis. I would say many, many people who have autism also are challenged with anxiety. And we know just from having our own pets that our animals can be very calming for us. Yeah. And they're often used as companions or, you know, strategies and tools for people with autism to help them get through their day and keep them calm.
0: Oh, do we have more uh, autistic girls than boys or males than females? Are we equally balanced there?
1: what we're really realizing now um in the i think autism community is there are many girls that go undiagnosed uh-huh. with autism and it's kind of almost hidden girls present differently than boys do with autism there are definitely some common features Uh, for autism in boys and girls. But one of the things of note is the diagnostic tools that are used by clinicians and psychologists to diagnose autism are often normed or have been normed to um, the males. Mm -hmm. And so some of these measures that they're using, they're talking about redesigning them so they would be more sensitive to girls. So I, you see girls huh. being misdiagnosed um, or underdiagnosed. And oftentimes now, women as adults, when their children are being diagnosed, are often realizing that they also may be on the autism spectrum.
0: Ms. Leanne Pasquilich, the executive director of the Autism Society of Colorado, is our guest on this edition. We'll continue gaining additional insight to autism with her again on our next You are invited to gain support, expand your knowledge, or to get involved with the good work of the Autism Society of Colorado through their website at AutismColoradoOneWord.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get vaccinated for yourself and your family's health. Mask up and keep your distance when going out. And we do appreciate you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.